Good afternoon, folks. You are tuned in to Short Story Scores here on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded territory of the Musqueam people here at UBC. My name is Jordan, and I will be your host for the hour. This is a bi-weekly radio show drawing connections between the narratives and themes of my favorite short stories and music. I'll be attempting to fit a soundtrack, or score, as you might call it, to a particular author or anthology each episode. Now, for those listening live, yes, I'll be discussing spoilers, and I don't want to ruin any endings that you may be able to enjoy on your own, so this is your warning. However, for those listening post-recording, I'll attach the stories I plan on discussing in some service-specific description, like Spotify, iTunes, that sort of thing. Because we on Spotify and iTunes now, woo! Now, goal for this episode, right? I was, I'm starting early, right? Because, you know, it, I, I, there's no show before me, so I have the privilege of being able to start early. I've been kind of bad, as in, like, overlapping with the next radio show. I shouldn't be doing that. Like, not overlapping, but I feel like I should be giving them more time to be able to prepare. So I would like to start ending a bit earlier so that, like, the, the transition is a bit smoother. So by, so by me starting, you know, a bit earlier, it gives them time to, you know, switch over. Makes the whole, you know, awkward conversation after the show. Like, oh, it's not an awkward conversation. It's just like, oh, it'd be nice if, like, they had a bit... I imagine they would. it would be nice for them if they had a bit more time to be able to switch over. So starting earlier... Could be more responsible. Not gonna like, and also like, I'm not gonna. T- I'd like to talk the same amount, but like, maybe play a bit. Like, I'm not play. Like, I I have 30 minutes of music, right? And I'm trying to like lessen it just a bit. It's so difficult though. Just like, just a bit going down each week. Last week it was like 33 minutes, 32, 31. I have the playlist here, anyways. Okay, so short story scores, right? What author? Who are we gonna be talking about this week? Amal eh Mozart. Okay, who the, who the heck is that? Born 1985, still alive, recent author. She's still kicking it strong. But why why is she so special, right? She was born in Canada. We got a Canadian author this week. Woohoo! Okay, so she's, she's Canadian, right? Her family's from Lebanon, so she's lived in Lebanon, or she had lived in Lebanon for a couple years. Um, but no, she's, she's back to Canada now, teaching seminars at the University of Ottawa. Not as cool as UBC, but like definitely a cool... University. I've been there. It's right downtown. It's like a nice location. It's like kind of like the University of Toronto where you're like right downtown in the heart of things. There's a nice market nearby. There's some nice pubs and there's like easy public transit to be able to get anywhere in the city. University of Ottawa. She's teaching there. Cool stories about her, right? Okay, so she moved to Lebanon, right? And she fell in love with books, right? Okay, yeah, author. Love the Hobbit. Thought Doctor Who was actually a book series and not a TV show. She had seen, like, the the graphic... I don't know if... The, she saw some graphic novels about it first, and she was like, oh, man, the graphic novels are so sick. I can't believe they made a TV show out of it. But I was like, no, the TV show came first. Other thing, she fell in love with encyclopedias. She was like, oh, my gosh, encyclopedias, they're so awesome. And she loved mythology, right? So she would go through the encyclopedias and make a list of all, like, the myth- mythical creatures that were around, like, in, in the encyclopedia, and then create her own little book from that. And that kind of reminds me of like, okay, so going through like these big dictionaries and picking up like the, 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 the cool things and then making your own book. I used to have a Dungeons and Dragons bestiary and I remember going through the bestiary as a child. My, my, my parent, my, my uncle and father used to play, yes, and they gave it to me and I remember going through and choosing my favorite creatures. Not taking pictures, not, but like writing their names down and doing, I, I'd like to say I, do, I did a quick sketch, but that, that ended quickly. Like I wasn't great at sketching. So it was usually just like the names of them. And I'd be able to go back and like show my friends. These are the coolest ones. So, yeah. And then also she has she, her name, right? Amal A. Matar. 
she was reading some like um like art book made by Tolkien, like Tolkien's art, because Tolkien's done some sketches. And she was going through and she found a tree that Tolkien had sketched that looked that was named very similar to her name. It was called Amelia. It was like oh Amelion. And like Amelion Amel Matar. It's like there's similar names. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get this tattooed, right? Cause like she loved Lord of the Rings. And it was like a sketching from like a cool author that was like kind of her name, but not intentional. Like she looked to try to find the linguistic meaning behind like one of these words, like the word that like this, this tree was like the name, the tree, the name of the tree that Tolkien had like talked about was Amelia. And he was like, okay, what does this mean? And it didn't really mean anything. Cause he's like, he just made up these cool words, you know, Celador, Celador. Yeah. yeah, cool. It was like a tattoo with a lot of meaning, but she did not get the tattoo, unfortunately. So it's like, okay, if I'm going to get a tattoo, it better have a lot of meaning into it because she didn't even get that cool tattoo. What the heck? Anyways, okay, so that's me chatting for a bit. I'm going to be getting through with the show. I want to play you some music first. It's going to be the first couple tracks or one track I'm going to play is off uh, by a, a, two, a pair of artists named Tenny. Well, their band name is Tennyson. The last name of the guy is Tennyson with his girlfriend. Telescope EP came out November 22nd. They're from Edmonton, Alberta. I describe this as like electronic space music with cool keyboard sounds and like the graphic art for this like like the graphic artist that made like the album cover is like really nice and i went to their instagram page and they have some really nice stuff so tennyson if you're interested in what the music would look like um check out tennyson on bandcamp okay anyways i'm going to be starting to play some tennyson music so i hope you enjoy listening here on citr 101.9 fm Thank you. 
All right, so that was Tennyson's new EP, Telescope. The song was You. Um, I noticed that I described it with keyboards at the very beginning, and there were barely any keyboards in the song. But the next one will have more keyboards. I, I hope so. That's what I wrote. Oh, my gosh. I'd be so embarrassed. But, like, the bass tone, that was that was very nice in that song. Yes, t- Telescope EP. And, uh, like, I, I said Tennyson is the guy and his girlfriend, like, they're, they're, they're part of the same project. I think they're, in, they're definitely not like brother and sister like i just from what it seemed like i could be wrong so they're just guy and girl that's cool that's cool they're just they're just hanging out you know all right but okay continuing on with my show here on CITR 101.9 fm short short story scores amal a matar right she's a sci-fi writer i i forgot to, or like a fantasy writer i forgot to mention that at the very be- I, i'd say fantasy more i forgot to mention that at the very beginning so just putting that out there you know i last week i did like more like you know (laughs) fiction and now i'm doing fantasy so first fantasy story i will be talking about today is pockets pockets okay so we have i guess three characters in this but we're only introduced to one character at the very beginning right okay so it's a nice autumn day nadia walking along downtown has a um busker asking for money She's like, okay, I'm going to give this busker some money, right? Because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I should give him some money. Puts her hand into the pocket, right? Okay, this story is named Pockets. Something The story has something to do with pockets, right? Okay, goes into the pocket, pulls out a piece of fudge. And she's like, I don't like fudge. That's, that's, that's okay. People cannot like fudge. That's okay. But then she's like, why is this in my pocket? Because she did not buy the fudge. She's not the one that put it there. And she's like, okay, maybe, maybe it was just... It was just a mistake. Awkwardly stares at the busker. She's like, I don't think you want this fudge. I'm just going to eat it myself. And then I don't have any change. Sorry. And she, she pieces out. And then the next stop on her to-do list for the day is the grocery store. So she goes to the grocery store, puts her hand in her pocket to look for a wallet, and then finds some lipstick. And she's like, this color lipstick, right? This is not, this is not mine. This is not my color. This is the second thing today that I have found in my pocket that is... That is not making sense. So, okay, that's, something's weird. Maybe, maybe someone was at the dry cleaner and put some stuff in my pants or like in the laundry and like was just messing with me. That's okay. That's fine. Okay. And then goes to, you know, one more thing on the to-do list for the day, going, going to an antique store. She's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, you might be able to find some cool things at the, the thrift shop. Last fantasy week we did, we found, we found the, holy grail at a thrift shop she's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can find the holy grail she doesn't find the holy grail but she goes to put her hand in her pocket to be able to pick look for some change or something and pulls up a map of syria and she's like okay i definitely am not doing this 
why is there a map of Syria in my pocket? Someone is definitely playing tricks on me. So she goes around. Okay, she goes home, right? And she's like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch this pocket anymore. This is getting really awkward. Puts all the stuff on her desk and she starts, you know, she's she's out with her friends in the evening. So she's like, okay, you know, trying to get the feel for things. If she thinks like someone has been playing, like pulling pranks on her recently, so she's like, you know, getting the, like you know asking like, hey, have, like is have you been having a fun April like any April Fools jokes that you've been? Oh my gosh, April Fools is in a month. Oh, I'm gonna have to start preparing. Oh my gosh, that's a sidetrack. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but you know, her friends have not been pulling been pulling any tricks. She's like, okay, I guess I'll try the pocket again, and then she. Puts her hand in the pocket, finds an old coin, right? Okay, that's cool. Okay, puts her hand in the pocket again, finds a pin made of bone, like a bone pin, like pins, but like, it's like a nice bone material. And then, okay, she's like, what's going on? Finally, puts her hand in her pocket again, because like, it's free stuff, right? You know, like, maybe you'll pull out like a lot of cash, right? It'll be pretty cool if you find some cash in your pocket. Pulls out a gun. And she's like, okay, I should not be, what's going on? This pocket is, 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 is messing with me, I'm going to sew my pockets together because this is this is really bothering me. And it's it's probably a lot of work to sew all your pockets together because people have a lot of pants, right? And also, like, suits. I just realized the other day that, like, you know when you get a suit jacket and, like, the pockets are sewed shut? I thought they just didn't have pockets. But they do. If you go on Google, they're like, no, they, they sew the pockets shut so that it keeps its form, so it makes the suit jacket, the, the blazer look nice. And I was like, man, I'm old enough to be able to know I should I should know things like this. I should know that the pockets are so shut for a reason. But I I guess like I, I I'm glad I learned now like cuz I feel like if I told some people they wouldn't know. But yeah, some some pockets are already sewn shut. But she's like, "Okay, no, I'm going to sew all, all my pockets shut." But it's like it's still kind of cold out, right? And she go, "Okay, new character in the story. She goes on a walk with her friend, right? She's like, "Okay, Tessa, let's go let's go for a chat." And she's like, "Man, my hands are so cold." And Tessa's like, just put your hands in your pocket. And Nadia is like, I sewed them shut. And Tessa's like, what? Why the heck did you sew your pockets su- shut? And then Nadia's like, you're you're gonna have to you're you're gonna have to like this is this might sound ridiculous, but I'm gonna okay check this out, right? I'm gonna pull something out of my pocket, like I'm gonna rip open the stitch, and you're gonna you're gonna see this, and it's gonna be weird. She rips open the stitch and then pulls out a trombone. And, that, and Tessa's like, okay, this is this is pretty weird. Let's do some sciencey experiments because Tessa is a biologist. So they go into the lab, right? They're like, okay, we're gonna do some mass equivalent exchange stuff, science, right? You're gonna stand on this scale, and then we're gonna measure like the mass change when you pull something out of your pocket, right? And then we'll something something will happen. Like we'll 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 figure something out. So she reaches and she stands on the scale and pulls out what what does she pull out? Let's uh, pulls out a pomander. She pulls out a pomander. You know, one of those things that like the orange with the cloves on it, you know, that smells good, the pomander. And then like when, when you look at the scale, right, her mass increases. So she's like, okay, matter is not being reconstructed from you into another sort of object. You are literally ripping a void in space and time to be able to pull random stuff out of your pocket. And it's just coming from a different location. So I don't know. That's not that sciencey, but that's what they determine, right? They they start getting concerned, right? Okay, and we're we're gonna still pull stuff out of the pockets, right? So she pulls out a pianeta roll, and what's that, right? 
it's one of those rolls that you like, you know, one of those like old music piano machines that like automatically play music, like one of the ones in the alumni center here at UBC, right? The one that's like, but that's probably all done by Bluetooth. But I mean, like one of the old ones where you have like a, a physical roll and like the piano is like mechanically reading it, right? I was hoping that like the UBC library, music library would have something like that. Unfortunately, they do not have a pianetto roll player. But they, 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 this, this, this cup, this, these friends university does have it. So they go, they go to the music library at their school and then talk to Warda, right? And she's like, okay, let's play the piano roll. It's pretty cool, but how did you get that? Because this is a really old roll. How, how did you come into contact with this? They start hanging a chat about the pockets. They describe it to us. They describe it to this new character, Warda, and Warda's like, okay. This is really weird. You might think it sounds crazy, but I have the same issue. And it's like, oh, what a coincidence. We finally found someone with like the pocket issue. And she, Warda starts describing like, oh, she thought she was crazy. And she was the only one that like, you know, had this pocket issue. Right. And she actually had been sending like letters to people because like, it's sort of like a, like a mystery, right? Like you want to be able to write a letter to someone, but then there's like, oh, it's like the, the guilt of like, oh, you don't like, you don't know what they're going to think when you write the letter. Like, ah, so she, she writes the letters to complete strangers. Cause when she puts the letter in her pocket, this new character, Warda, the pocket, it, it just, the letter disappears and she doesn't have to think about it. It's like, oh my gosh, you can just write letters anonymously. Whoa, that's weird. It's just like the internet or something. So, okay, there's some confirmation that this is like a rip in space and time, and this is kind of a common occurrence, right? Okay, so this isn't much closure to Nadia, but she's like, okay, now someone else has the issue. Okay, I'm okay with this. Let's go home. And she's like, okay, I've built up a really cool collection of stuff at my home to be able to like look at, of like all these like weird things that I've pulled out of my pocket. I'm going to pull some more stuff out of my pocket. And like, it's like, okay, you've, I think you've pulled enough stuff out of your pocket. You pulled out a gun, right? That's like kind of concerning. No, she's going to keep going. And she puts her hand in the pocket and she's like, oh my gosh, it's a piece of paper. This is just like what Warda was talking about before. Wanda? No, it's Warda with an R. It would have been, yeah, Warda. I haven't heard that name before. But she, she opens the letter and it's like, okay, I have some like quotes from the letter because it's like a long letter. But it's, it's, it's pretty much a love letter, right? It's like, I don't know you, but I wish I did. I love you. We'll, we will learn from each other. We will invent each other because we will never meet each other. I thank you for being you. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's a sweet letter. But that's kind of a bit odd, sending like a, like a letter like that to someone that you like completely know, a complete stranger. And I definitely think they could make movies out of that. Like, I, like there's m- movies of like, oh, you know, like strangers that don't know each other. And there's like some sort of communication between them. Uh, yeah, there's movies about that. There's an anime movie I watched recently that was just like about that. It was like they, they switched bodies. bodies. It was like Freaky Friday, but there, it was like one was from a rural location, one was from another. I'm going on a tangent, but it was, this is like, okay, she's like, okay, this is too much power. I should, I should be careful with like how, like I'm going to, I'm going to stop this pulling things out of my pocket. I'm going to sew, I'm going to continue sewing the pocket shut because like this is, this is a bit too much responsibility, but like there is like a little bit of hope that like she might communicate like at this is the end of the story now there's a little bit of hope that she might start communicating with this uh mysterious author that has been writing her this love letter but you know okay and that is the end of the story pulling out a love letter out of like a mysterious magic pocket that's like a big like whoa it's like you don't you don't even know me and you're writing a love letter what what the heck but um yeah things i got from the story um sewing your pockets shut i learned about you know Sewing like the, the, the blazer pockets, they come sewed shut because it makes the, the suits look nice. That you know, that was like a nice idea I got from this story. And also 
the idea of writing letters to like anonymous people, like I guess there's like definitely tools online to be able to write letters to like people completely anonymously, but I don't even know if I've had the, like, I have enough, I, I imagine like, I already, I already like talking to the, like, there's a, I, I am fortunate enough to like talking to a lot of the people that I have in my life right now, but it takes up like a bit of energy, right? Like, like going out and socializing, right? So if you're already, if you're going to be spending that energy already talking, like I would like to be building a relationship with someone that I know, right? But building it, like, I, I, I've, I've built friends on the internet online before. But this is a complete stranger. Sending a love letter to someone through a pocket that, like, you do not know you'll ever meet ever. I guess that's, like, there's something. I, I, I don't understand, like, what you'd be getting from that. Like, that's, that's, like, a big, that's, like, a big commitment, you know? Like, we will create, we will invent each other. That's, like, whoa. Yeah, and I think that would take too much energy out of me. Like, I don't think I'd be a person that would, that would, because I'd rather... I I maybe I'm not seeing it right. Like maybe I would spend a different form of energy on like communicating with this person, but I'd rather spend it on the people that I know that are closer to me. Yeah. Pockets. Good story. I think it got nominated. It got nominated for some awards. One of her one of her stories got awarded a Hugo. That's going to be the last story I read, but um we'll get there. We'll get there. That's definitely my favorite, but um that was Pockets. Started out strong with some weird pockets. So, what's the next song I'm going to play? I only played one song by Tennyson. I'm going to play another song by Tennyson. And it's called Telescope, right? And how did I connect Telescope to the story? Well, I think a telescope would be a pretty funny thing to pull out of the pocket. That's, that's all I'm going to say to connect these songs. So this is Tennyson's Telescope here on CITR 101.9 FM. Beyond quieting a mind, I'm 
Right, that was Tennyson's Telescope off of the Telescope EP that came out in 2019. What month in 2019? November 2019, and they are from Edmonton, Alberta. I don't think they're coming anytime soon to play a show here, but it's electronic music, right? It's like you can just put that on, easy listening, you know? It's like poppy, you know, kind of cool keyboards. Yeah. And that was only one song, right? I'm like really, I'm talking a lot right now. This is like me speaking a lot for this show instead of playing, but... That's okay. I think that's cool. I'm gonna be playing more music. I'm like I got I got lots of songs left, so there'll be more music later on. I got yeah, I got I got lots more music left. But I wanna I wanna discuss more stories before I get going with the music. So story number two of three from Emil Eh Matar from Ottawa, Canada. Shout outs to University of Ottawa. Cool city. Have some friends living there. Shout outs to Ottawa friends. Um, the next story I'm going to be talking about is the Green Book. This is one of the first stories she, she definitely wrote more stories before this, but she wrote this early on. She wrote this during when she was, she was, um, studying for her PhD. So it's like a PhD sort of a story that she wrote, but okay. The Green Book, right? There's a Green Book. There's a, there's going to be a Green Book, right? And we'll get to the Green Book. Okay. So we have the, um, a character, Dominique. He's in charge of someone's library, right? The, the guy's library is Lewin, right? Lewin is like the, the head head honcho of this library. Um, Dominic has been working for Lewin for about 12 years. So it's it's a pretty long uh, partnership. It's longer than I have been in school. No, no, I've been in school for longer. Um, it is longer than I have lived in a particular city for any period of time. I've never lived in the same city for 12 years. So Dominic, he's been, he's been you know, he's been putting in hours, you know, trying to, trying to you know, make his way up in the librarian world. But he's 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 had access to all the books in this library, but he's been denied access to one book in this library, and he finally has access to it, because Lewin is out. I don't know watering the garden or something that's in front of the library. It's the way this is this place is described is like kind of like a tower in the middle of like a forest outside of the city, which is like oh spooky, right? So maybe he's cutting some wood for the fireplace. I guess you wouldn't want to have a fireplace in a library. I don't know what he's doing. Lewin's out. Dominic is being 
scandalous and is going through this book that he's been told not to look through. And he had thought it was a journal, but it's actually something else, right? Okay, so it's this four by five inch vivid green book. And he notices there are six hands of writing in this book. And when I mean six hands, I mean like six people have, six different people have written in it, right? Okay. And okay, he's like copying everything up because he, he knows there's, there's something special about this book and he won't, he, he has to leave it in its place, right? He, but he wants to be able to study with the words. So he's like, he's going through the very beginning, beginning to end of this book and he's copying out every single word. So we get, we get this narration of like what's going on in this book, right? So the first hand, right? It's the first person that is written in this book, this green book named after the story. It's like this rusty brown color and it's like kind of this incantation where like a witch is going to fetch some stuff in the forest. There's a mistress of the crossroads, but there's some witchery going on. And it's like, it looks like old text. The second hand is like a bit more practice, but it's instead of like a blood color, it's like a charcoal. And it's like um, this, this person is being chased in the woods and they're, they're, sc- they're scared and they can hear people scratching, right? In this like building that they have finally reached. The third hand, it's like more of like a, like a, like a younger person's like writing where they're complimenting how beautiful the book is that they have just found and they hope to show their sisters, right? And yeah, I'm going through I'm I'm going through these 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 writings quickly. I, I there's some there's some important things in this, but I'm I'm just gonna go through these hands quickly because it's a lot of description. But I'm just gonna get to the last couple hands quickly. So the fourth hand, right? It's like someone. So the third hand was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna show all my sisters. It's gonna be such a beautiful. I'm showing this in this book that looks really nice, but there is some blood in it. But it's cool, right? Blood is edgy and cool, and I'm young, and I'm gonna go show my sisters this cool edgy book that I found. So okay, the next the next person that is writing in the book. Everyone's writing in this book. They should be not writing in this book, right? Like there's some something going on, right? Why are you why are you why are you writing in this book with blood in it? But okay, the next one is like I it's the next author seems to be superior to the sister. Like she's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe my sister was so silly." Like th- this this the girl was so silly. She doesn't specifically say the sister, so we don't know if it's a sister or not. But they're like, "Oh, it was she was spilling all of her secrets onto the page." I'm going to send it to someone. I'm going to send it to Lewin to be able to study it. And okay, this is the first mention of Lewin, right? And then we have the fifth hand, right? So that was the fourth hand. She's, the fourth hand is like, oh, my sister's so dumb. I'm going to send it off to Lewin to study. And the fifth hand is like, uh-oh. <laughs> That's all the writing is. <laughs> it seems like I've, it seems like this fifth hand is in trouble, but it's like a goofy in trouble. It's just like, hello? Oh, no. It's like, what? Hello? Why, why is the hand saying hello? Anyways, and we get to the sixth hand, right? We have, we have Lewin writing. And we, we see that he begins to write and we, we get to realize that he, he starts dialoguing with this, this, this fifth hand, right? It's like, wait, how, how are you, di- are you like sending the book back and forth between each other? Like is, is like one person will hand the book off and then you'll chat. It's like a letter passing. It's like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, no, 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 I can hear you through the, I don't know. But no, it, it turns out that the, 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 the fifth hand is actually trapped in the book. It's like someone that has been writing in the book and is trying to get out. It's like, oh, shoot. So Lewin's job is to get this person out of the book. Turns out it's a girl. So t- turns wants to get the girl out of the book. And he's like, okay, just rest. We'll, 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 we'll deal with this, right? Okay. And they, they begin, like, you know, like, Lewin's doing his studies, but they begin having, like, some discussions to be able to get this girl out of the book. Turns out the girl's name is Cynthia, right? So it's the boss of the library, Lewin, talking with Cynthia in the book. And Dominic is reading like what's going on between these two that are discussing with each other in the book. Cynthia trapped in the book and Lewin's like, I'm going to help you get out. So they ask like how the job is, like what, what's it like in the tower, right? Asks about like, do you know what happened to you? Like Lewin's like, do you know how you got trapped in this book? 
And Cynthia's like, no, I don't really know what happens. And then they start thinking about like, okay, this book has a limited number of pages and you're only able to talk through these pages. So what happens when the end is reached, right? Like what, what are you gonna what are you gonna do when there's no more piece of paper? She's like, Yeah, that's that's yeah, nice conversation topic. I don't really want I don't know. I don't I'm trapped in this book. Stop <laughs> why are you making me think of all these like ugh things? You know, like I wanna get out. Just just let, let me out. Just help me get out. So Lewin's like looking for things, but he, he starts like he's like, Oh man, I like he starts like starting having feelings for this girl. He's like, man, I, I like, they have similar interests, right? They start talking about like this lady Esther, this playwright. And they're like, and Lewin's like, okay, no, like he starts like talking about like relationship things. And he's, he's like, and Cynthia's like, stop, <laughs> just cut it out. I want to get out of this book. I'm tired. I, 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 it'd be cool if we could, you know, be together, but I, get me out of this book. This is like, I, I am just a creation that you're making right now. You don't know what I look like. You don't know who I am. You don't know, like, <laughs> this is just me as a dialogue of you, someone that you're creating. Like you, you don't know what, what's going on. And she starts getting really mad. Like he, she starts saying that like, you only like me because like, I'm the, you're the only one that can read what I'm writing. Like you have complete ownership over me because I cannot communicate with literally anyone else in the world because you are in ownership of the only way I can communicate with this world. She's like, man, Fuck, I hate you. It's like, I, I want to live. Like, just help me get, please let me get out of this book. I want to be able to go to plays and have tea and be able to hold people. And she's, she's like, okay, no, just leave me alone. I'm done with you. You, you have, you've not, you've not helped me get out of this book. Okay, cut it out. And Lewin's like, man, that, that hurt. <laughs> and Lewin is like, oh man, he's like sad, right? And Dominic, right, the guy who's been rereading, like, what has been going on with this book, he's like, okay, yeah, Lewin is sad, like, now I understand what's been going on here. And as Dominic, the guy who's reading this, gets to the end of the book, Cynthia realizes that someone is reading, and she starts writing to Dominic, and she's like, I can feel when people are reading me, like, it's not like, oh, I, I, it's, I can be spied on so easily. And I, yeah, it's, it's good, I, I appreciate someone that's trying to help him. Like, because like, I, like, I would like to be able to get out of this book and I f do feel sorry for the guy, but he's, he's kind of getting obsessed with this like one way communication form. So uh, it'd be, it'd be nice if you can help me get out of it as well. But she also feels really sorry for him. She's like, because you realize that all this stuff is being written down and Dominic is being like, Dominic is writing stuff down as well. And now there's physical evidence that Dominic has been spying on Lewin and Cynthia's, you know, journal entries to each other. And it's like, Cynthia's like, sucks to be you. <laughs> it also sucks to be me because I'm in a book, but it sucks to be you because you've been working this, for this guy for 12 years and now you can't do anything because all this evidence is here. And it's sad because she's still trapped in the book. And then as we approach the end of the story, we're like, we're left with this desperation that like, she's not going to be able to get out of the book and he can't do anything because it's like this weird magic that's really powerful. And then Lewin has returned and it's like, oh shit, you caught me. And that's the end of this, this, this green book story. It's like, oh man, someone, someone trapped in a book. It's like, oh, oh gosh. So, okay. What do I get for that story? It's like, okay, Lewin creates this like ideal perspective of like what this girl is. And you do not, she, he doesn't even know, like he, he, she has like literally no way to be able to communicate with other people in the world. Like Lewin is literally the only person that she can talk to. And Lewin's like, no, you're, you're perfect for me. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> but like. She would like to be able, she, she thinks she likes him, but how, how can Lewin know that, like, you know, he's the one, right? Right, Lewin, come on, get, get, some, get some brains here. Like, you're literally, you've trapped this girl, 
well, you, you, you physically haven't trapped her and you are trying to help her, but like you're already speaking of these things that are making her feel really uncomfortable. <sighs> Come on, Lewin, snap out of it. Just help her get out of the book. Just focus. And also promote Dominic, right? He's been working for you for 12 years, right? I guess you're going to be retiring soon and you could hire, maybe hire some extra staff to help out Dominic or like give him, give him a raise or something because he sounds like he hasn't been able to, there's, there's this secret you've been hiding and you haven't been cool with them. Come on, give Dominic a raise. Shoutouts to Dominic. That was The Green Book by Emil A. Martar. Ottawa, shoutouts. Okay, more songs. Francis Quinlan. Woo! Such a good album. Francis Quinlan. She's coming to the Fox Cabaret this Friday, March 6th. That is in two days. I'm thinking about going. She is the lead singer of Hop Along, if you've heard of that band. It's like kind of alternative pop. This album came out January 31st, so it's been out for about a month. Um, it's called Likewise. She has a really nice voice. The album cover's pretty cool. Coming to the Fox Cabaret. Great Zebra. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the song's going to be playing. Your Reply, right? Your Reply. Lewin was waiting for Cynthia's reply. That's how I'm connecting these songs. Your reply. And then I'll be playing Piltdown Man as well. So, anyways, Francis Quinlan, I hope you enjoy your reply. Your reply. That's what they were writing to each other here on CITR 101.9 FM.
Last night I dreamt your face changed through the doorway as I pushed you panicking, agonizing, waking to admit moments raging though so very small like this outside our little tent your dog must have caught something I followed your book and let all screams to be Right, that was Francis Quinlan's Piltdown Man annual reply off of her new album, Likewise. Um, looking up what a Piltdown Man is, I was like, what, what does that mean? She named her song after that. It was a paleoanthropological anthropological fraud where bone fragments were proposed to be re- related to an early human, but it was all a hoax. It was like this early human where like, they were like, oh my gosh. And it was... They, they found out that it was a hoax in 1953. So everyone has known it's been a hoax for a while. But it was, yeah, it was Piltdown Man. Cool term. All right. Francis Quinlan, likewise, Fox Cabaret this Friday. Check her out. But be reading you my final favorite story of the author Amel A. Matar, born in Canada. Woo. Seasons of Glass and Iron. This won a Hugo, Hugo Award. That's a big award for sci-fi and fantasy short stories. So it's a good one. It won the award in 2018. It was written in 2016, 
but it was released in a collection in 2018. This is how I found out about this author. The collection is called Starlet Wood. It's some cool fairy tales and fantasy-like stories. And uh, this is definitely my favorite of the collection. It's about two characters, right? Okay, so Seasons of Glass and Iron. I'll just say it right now. One of the characters, it's about iron and the other about glass, right? Oh, cool things coming together. Okay, so we have the main character, right? Tabitha. She's walking with shoes. People walk with shoes, right? But she's been walking with shoes for a year. Okay, that's fine. People with walk with their shoes for a year. But she's actually worn out three pairs of her shoes. It's like, what? Why are you wearing out your shoes? I guess three three shoes in one year isn't that bad. But she's walking in these shoes specifically to wear the shoes out. And the remaining shoes, because she has to get through seven of them, are strapped on her backpack. So she's kind of on this journey, right? Tabitha's on this journey to wear out some shoes. So the first pair of shoes, she was... Um, just walking in a forest in autumn, and it was nice. I guess the beginning of autumn. And they worn out, and they broke. That's good. Because she was like, okay, I thought I'd never be able to wear out shoes. I've been walking on, like, heavy stuff and difficult things and wearing them out quickly, so it is possible to wear out these shoes. Second, she was on ice, an ice lake, and she was almost about to sink. As she was sinking... Er... No. Yeah. She was sinking because the ice broke, and then the shoes fell off. She's like, oh shit. And then she put on the next pair of shoes and then she was back on the top of the ice immediately. So we find out that these shoes kind of have these magical powers that, you know, protect her from like super dangerous stuff, right? And then the third pair of shoes, she was just by the sea, you know, on the sand and they broke. And she was like, man, am I ever going to be able to get through all these seven pairs of shoes? Like this, this is a big ordeal. So, okay, we, we've been introduced to this character with iron shoes. They have our iron. That was in a specific thing I should have mentioned at the beginning. Tabitha, iron shoes, Tabitha. We have this next character, Amira. She is sitting. Sitting is easy. I am sitting now. She is still. She is on a glass throne. So glass and iron. She's on a glass throne on a glass hill sitting in a glass throne. Yes. And we realize that there's a bunch of fellas, suitors, fellas, male, trying to get up but are failing and are really angry. They're like, why are you up there? Get down here. <laughs> She's like, she has to stay still. That's There's some magic there's some magic that's keeping her warm because it's really cold up there and dealing with like other things like where to go pee. You, she doesn't have to worry about that. I guess they don't specifically talk about that, but I'm just, I'm just imagining right now. It's dealing with all the ordeals that you would have to go through by sitting still for any length of time. Okay, so we have Tabitha, right? Okay, that was Amira. She's sitting still on this glass throne on this glass hill. Tabitha's like, man, that's a cool looking hill. And also, it looks really difficult to get up. These shoes that I'm wearing now actually wear out faster if I walk on difficult to walk on things. So I'm going to walk up that glass hill, but I'm going to wait for all the fellas to get to leave because like, I have to wait for nighttime. So all the fellas that are trying to get up the hill, they, they get up and they leave, right? So she's like, okay, she's going she's gonna to go. So she starts walking up, and then Amira's like, oh my gosh. There's a, she, um, from the Amira's perspective, we're, we're now reading from Amira's perspective, She's like, why is there a bear walking up? Like, what the heck? It turns out that Tabitha just had a bear skin on, and they're like, oh, okay, it's just a girl. We're cool. Everything's fine. Amira's like, okay, here's a golden apple. She's like, oh, it's the princess on top of the hill. He's like offering a golden apple. That's cool. Tabitha's like, okay, sure, I'm really hungry. Eats the golden apple. And then the golden apple reappears. And Amira's like, ah, shit. I thought that would work. And Tabitha's like, what? Are you trying to poison me or something? She's like, no, I'm, I'm cursed. It's like, oh, one of these. It's like, Amira is like, okay, what about this? Do you want to marry? 
Do you want to marry me? And Tabitha's like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just passing by. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to wear out these shoes. It's like, oh, Mira's like, oh, well, that's, that's awkward. And they have an awkward silence. Like, okay. You just turned me down a marriage proposal. That's, that's fine. Um, but you're welcome to stay. Amira's like, you know, you can chill up here. I have to stay still, you know, really still, but you can, you can chill around and hang out. And Tabitha is like, man, this girl sounds really miserable. It'd be cool to get to know her. There's like some magic going on here. And, um, I'm getting really tired from walking around all the time. So they start chatting, right? Okay. They're like, okay, they're, we got friends, friendship going on now. They start talking about geese. Geese are cool. I talk about geese all the time. Would be a cool pet to have a geese. They start playing around with the golden apples. They find out that Tabitha, right? She has seven shoes, seven pairs of shoes. She like her magic is kind of bound in like pairs of in like in sevens. So she's actually able to accumulate seven apples before the magic wears off, and she can't accumulate anymore because once you eat the first apple, a new one reappears. But if you only nibble it, that still counts. So she's able to like accumulate seven. And then when she nibbles the seventh apple, another one doesn't reappear. So it's like, God oh, damn it. Okay. That's the land of these, these apples. So that's kind of a fun game. They play, um, talks about the coat because it's really cold. They share the fur coat. That's cute. And then to like, I, I could leave if you're tired of my company. And Amira's like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. I'm, I'm really, really sad up here. Please, please stay. Amira, we find out Amira, the glass, Glass Throne girl has been up here for three years. And Tabitha has been walking for one year. So this is Tabitha's first winter. And Amira has been through three winters. So it's like, oh man, three winters, that's rough. And Tabitha has been trying to get the backstory of like why Amira is up here for a while. And Amitha, Amira finally budges. She's like, okay, this is, this is what happened, right? Had a king. The king was my father. He didn't want men being like, eh. So... Amira was like, let's, let's hold a ball and I'll find a husband, right? She didn't actually want a husband, she, but she wanted to appease her father, right? But the father was like, no, that's, that's, I don't want, I don't want you to marry yet. That's like, I want you to like, let's, let's, let's just wait a couple, couple, couple years. And Amira's like, yeah, I don't want to marry either. That sounds sick. Cool. But, um, the, the king is still like kind of concerned, right? She's like, okay, maybe I will put you like in like these sort of like awkward dates scenarios. And Amira's like, no, how about you put me on impossible to climb hill under this spell so that you'll be able to keep an eye on me for a really long period of time. And the king is like, hmm, that's a pretty good idea. I guess I'll do that. And then Amira's on top of the hill with the, with a curse that she's not allowed to move until someone comes up the glass hill. That's really difficult to climb. People have tried to climb the glass hill for three years and they can't. So they're like, okay, she's on top of the hill. And that kind of sucks, right? Like her father kind of put her away for like such a long period of time. It was kind of her decision as well, but she was like, no, but she was kind of like pressured into it. You know what I mean? Like her father was like pressuring her like, oh, I kind of want you to marry, but Amira didn't really want to marry. So she's like, okay, I'll be, I'll put myself in this really uncomfortable scenario for you. And that's Amira's backstory. And to be, it's like, okay, you told me a pretty, you told me your backstory. Okay. My iron shoes, right? Okay. That I'll, I'll talk about these iron shoes, right? So, Tabitha, right? What happened? She fell in love with a bear. Okay. That's, that's number one. Tabitha had fallen in love with a bear. That's cool. That can that hap that happens. Bears they can hunt salmon. They're really good at hunting salmon. They can harvest honey. They're really good at getting honey. But this bear could also turn into a man. So like she could like flirt with the guy when he's in the when the, when she, when the bear's in the man form. And they end up getting married. They're like they're happily wedded, right? Tabitha's like, man, this is like a cool looking bear. I'm I'm happy with him. 
But the the bear kind of grows jealous. He's like, man, I think you only like me when I'm a human form, not my bear form. You don't like me for who I am. And then what happens is Tabitha goes back to her mom and she's like, yeah, this bear, he's like, he's not cool, man. Like, you, you like him better as the man. The mom is like influencing the daughter. And she's like, you should, you should either leave him or try to break the curse because like, he probably doesn't even want to be cursed. So Tabitha's like, okay, like I'm gonna listen to my mom. Let's let's do this, let's do this. And she goes and burns the bear fur, the bear fur, because what happens when the the bear turns into a human, right? He takes off his fur, and the fur is just lying there. So she she's like, okay, I'm gonna bear, I'm gonna burn the bear bear fur, bear fur. And then the guy's like, ow, that really hurts. What the heck? Why are you why are you trying to burn me? And I was already jealous of you. What the heck? That that's really uncool. I'm gonna say that you're gonna have to carry these shoes and my bear skin. For, and wear out seven pairs of shoes so that you can help me turn into a man. And she's like, okay, I kind of want, want you to turn into a dude. And I also cheated on you. Well, not cheated, but I, I burned your, your fur behind your back. So I guess I'll do this. So she kind of like decides that she's going to do this like really hard task on her own. She, de- she decides, but she's like, there's still a bit of pressure. Like there's a bit of pressure in, in like making this, this really difficult decision. So they kind of have like similar things. Amira was pressured by her daughter. Amira was pressured by her father to be able to put, be put up in a castle. Tabitha was pressured by the bear to be able to wear these shoes, to be able to wear them down so that the bear could turn into a man. And they're like, man, that really sucks. We've been like pressured into like these really difficult situations by people we love, even though it's kind of unfair to us. And they bond on that. They're like, man, that's really, we let's man. Screw, screw these curses, right? Like, these, these have been really sucking, right? The bear has been really mean. The bear was really mean. There's, like, a description of the bear being mean. The, there's a description of the fodder being really controlling. So they're like, no, screw this. I'm not going to wait to get married up here. Let's, let's see what happens. I'm gonna, let's, let's, let's get down. Let's get down off of these, this hill. Screw it. And Tabitha's like, yeah, screw these shoes. But the shoes do help me get... The shoes are going to help me get down the hill because they help me get over really difficult tasks. So let's take seven of your golden apples. We'll jump down the hill when the guys are not looking, and then we'll go off and get married. And then they do. And they live happy ever, happily ever after. Right? So okay, lessons learned. Beautiful story, right? I, I love that I love that story so much. Um, lessons learned. Don't fall in love with a bear unless you're really sure that he's a cool dude. Even when he's always even when he's when he's a bear and a human. Lesson number two, when you're, even if you have like really good friends, don't let them pressure you into situations that you feel uncomfortable about. That's, I think that's, uh, that's, that's a, that's a big thing, right? Because like you do want to be able to like still be friends with them. But even if if some things that they do make you feel uncomfortable, don't feel the pressure of like having to do that. Yeah. Great story. Won a Hugo Award. I chose this author specifically because of this story. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Okay. I'm approaching the end of the show. Thank you for listening so much. I have one more song I would like to play for you off of King Cruel's new album, Man Alive. Great songs on that tr- on the album, but they are kind of they are kind of um gloomy, gravelly gloomy. The Guardian gave the album a two out of five. Screw the Guardian, I never read them anyways. But um, I really like one of these songs. I've been putting it on to help me. Just doze off sometimes. There's, 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 okay, the song I'm going to be playing is Theme for the Cross, right? There's a particular set of lyrics in this song. It's like, it opens up with this, like, Spanish passage. It, it, it translates to world's wonders. Do you remember one day 
from the abyss of existence, submerging memories, earth memories. Okay, what's going on? This this song is about like all this all this stuff going on in the world, and like just you're trying to you do try to ignore a lot of it, but sometimes it's good to let yourself feel all these emotions. Like yeah, like a lot of a lot of politics and news going on in the news, but there's also like you know emotional things that are going on as well. So it's really difficult to get through them. I think it's really good just to sit down and let yourself feel sometimes of like all the crappy stuff that's going on, not just trying to ignore everything. This song is a bit odd, not odd, but gloomy. I'm just preparing you. It isn't a happy song that I'm ending on, but it's a song that means a lot to me. So I'm going to be playing it. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you tuning in here. Short story scores on CITR 101.9 FM. I will see you in two weeks. This is me tuning off and with King Cruel's theme for the cross off of his new album, Man Alive. Thank you for listening. Which means